Welcome to the Crunch Time Instagram Live Podcast, hosted by me, Benjamin Bullock. This podcast features nothing but real talk analysis and conversations about sports, entertainment, news, and much more. Now, strap in and buckle your seatbelts because it's time for Crunch Time. What's happening, y'all? What's going on? Welcome to the most recent episode of the Crunch Time Instagram Live Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Bullock. So I hope y'all, everything's going well with y'all on this Wednesday evening. I'm sorry, Thursday evening. Uh, November the 12th. Um, this particular episode, we're going to be talking about the 411 on the real estate market across three different areas in the country. We got Atlanta, uh, Dallas, and also LA. So I'll have my man Curtis Lancaster from Atlanta, my, my client and good friend Amber Dorsey out of Dallas-Fort Worth right here where I'm, where I'm living right now, and also Natasha Renew-Jones based out of LA. So for the first, for y'all first time listening, for, for the first time, everybody who's out there, uh, this is the Crunch Time Instagram Live Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Bullock. And on this particular podcast, we discuss real talk analysis, uh, getting news updates or whatever. My bread and butter is sports, but uh, I do kind of bounce around a little bit to different things. So uh, this particular episode, like I said, we're going to be talking about real estate. And for me, be, me being a millennial, 32 years old, uh, in the process of buying a house or in the market of buying a house as a first time home buyer. And the majority of my followers and people who listen to the show are home buyers or or looking to buy a home soon or are homeowners. I think this would be a good market. I mean, a good show for you guys is to get some insight and some knowledge on, you know, how the real estate market is, considering we're in the midst of a pandemic that's getting worse. So I'm gonna get this thing started, man. I'm gonna add my man Curtis Lancaster out of ATL. Curtis. What's going on, man? How you doing? What's, what's up, man? What's going on, man? Thanks for taking time at that busy schedule, man. I know you're pretty busy out there in Atlanta, man. Man, it's been crazy. It's been real crazy. <laughs> you see me? I'm trying to stay awake. <laughs> man, listen, bro. I've been working like crazy. I got this thing going on, man, and some other stuff, too, with regular work and stuff, man. So once again, man, thank you uh, for yeah. taking time, man. It's busy schedule. I know, like I said, like we already talked about, man, I know you got client after client after client showing houses and doing all that kind of yeah. stuff. Man. So I just schedule been lately. It's been crazy, man. Um, blessed. I was really scared when this thing first hit, man. Mm -hmm. um, I thought things were going to completely shut down. We didn't really know there was a lot of uncertainty out there. And um, the market has really stood firm. And um, I think it, it went for the best in regards to um, opportunity for people to purchase homes now because our buyer clients are getting you know, insanely low interest rates right now to purchase a home. This is like historic. So if you're in the market to purchase a home or you thinking about it or you're on the fence, now is the time to capitalize on these interest rates. I've never seen them this low. You get 2% wow. interest on a 30 year mortgage. That's like, that's like peanuts, man. So, you know, um, I think it's, it's essential. If you are in the market right now is the time to capitalize on this. Cause we don't know when it's going to be like this again. This is, you know, something we never could have imagined, uh, a pandemic, you know, right, right. 2020. Right. So um, in terms of, you know, what's the, what's the current climate in regards to the real estate market in Atlanta, man? So uh, Atlanta's market is booming. It's a, it's a seller's market right now. Um, so the one bad thing that comes with um, a lot of buyers being on the market right now is that we don't have a lot of inventory out there. So mm. uh, there's not a lot of people selling homes. Um, so it, it takes a realtor to go in there and educate somebody and say, hey, now is the time to try to sell your home because right. you got a lot of buyers. So the demand is high. When the demand is high, it's a seller's market because now you could command what price you want for your home because mm -hmm. you got a lot of people fighting over it. So right now on the buyer side, you, you almost guaranteed to get into a, a bidding war over mm -hmm. a house. Um, so that's kind of the climate right now um, in Atlanta um, with the real estate market, which I think is kind of like that across the board, which mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see that here in a minute when we talk to the other folks, but. Right, right. This is Curtis Lancaster from, uh, Atlanta, go and drop your questions down for him in the comment section. So, Curtis, man, you've been a realtor for quite some time. I saw you spent some time in the military, man. What made you want to hop into this business? So, um, so kind of rewind it back. So, I, I, I'm a veteran of the U.S. Air Force. I served 17 years in the Air Force. Oh, congrats, man. Appreciate it. Happy Veterans Day to you, man, by the way. Thank man. you. Yeah. Thank you. So, enjoying it, like my original plan, I'm thinking I'm going to do law enforcement. I'm thinking I'm going to be this secret agent guy, you know, CIA type of guy. So I joined and my intent was to transition over to the FBI eventually. And um, in 
in doing that, I was able to become a recruiter. Um, so while I served, I became a recruiter and I really found that my passion was in helping people. Um, and, and doing that, I was like, oh, I really like this, like talking to people, building rapport, just helping people all in general, man. And I found that to be my passion. So fast forward, I met a, a young lady who is now my wife. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's my business partner too. So yeah. she she was already licensed and I always had interest in homes and, and, and the, the owning process and kind of confused right. about it. And um, she had to do continuing education and come to find out the company that we're both with um, at the time was offering a vet to rep program. Okay. So, so that company allowed the brokerage allowed for me to pay, they pay for all of my training and everything, all of my licenses for the first year in business. And um, so that's pretty much how I got into the, the business initially. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, uh, it, it definitely is. It plays into my passion of wanting to help people because right. I really like looking at homes. I like finding somebody to exact, like what they imagined in their mind, mm -hmm. uh, what they wanted. And then on the new construction side, we do a lot of those, like building something from the ground up, like somebody imagined in their head and seeing it come off the mm -hmm. paper into, into life. And then on the listing side, I really like the negotiating piece and mm -hmm. just building rapport with other agents and like the, the competitiveness of, of trying to maneuver a, a contract. Um, mm -hmm. So I enjoy it, man. Helping people all the way around is is the real reason, I guess, the short answer. <laughs> that's, that's good, man. And you got to get people in these homes, man. And as we know, Atlanta, especially for black folks, man, that's a hot spot for people moving down, man. You know what I mean? So just talk yeah. to me a little bit about your clientele and how competitive it is in terms of you working with other realtors. Because me just doing research and just out there on Instagram, it's a lot of realtors in Atlanta, man. A lot of successful ones, too. Yeah. So um, Atlanta is huge, man. So a lot of people will think like, oh, it's so many realtors out there. You got to think. So out of 10 realtors that get licensed, right? Mm -hmm. Only after the first year, only about seven out of 10 of them will survive that first year. And then out of those seven that are left, probably about three of them will survive that second year in business. Mm -hmm. So you'll see a lot of people jump into the business, but they, mm -hmm. they kind of don't last the test of time. And that's because it's not easy. It's not HGTV. It's not, you know, luckily we, I came into the business with sales experience. So right. that's a huge part of it. If you have that type of training. Um, so to get back to your question, a lot of the agents out there, you, you kind of like are crossing paths, but you have your own, really your sphere of influence is what we call it of clientele that you would kind of generate based off of your connections, your network of people. Mm -hmm. Um, so those paths may cross, but the, I mean, business is abundant, um, right. is my, my thing. And a lot of times you'll find you're not really like competing over the same people. It's more mm -hmm. about using those, those relationships to, to kind of get a deal done. Um, I would say the past three deals that I just recently did, yeah. there are because of, uh, relationships off of Instagram, like with mm -hmm. other realtors in the market. So it's yeah. crazy. Like we follow each other, we're like, oh, we see each other's name and it's like, oh, we're gonna make this deal happen. Let's get the contract with you. And okay. Yeah, that's that's a lot of times how it's been working out. Um here recently it's been working mm -hmm. like that, especially with not that many homes on the market. Yeah. So if we have listings and we recognize the name, we're like, Oh, that's gonna be somebody that's gonna try to get to the closing table with me, you know. Right. So we're not gonna be playing around. Um, so that's kind of the climate I would say between realtors in the in the in the market. Mm -hmm. you know? Who was your, who's, what would you say is your, like your most, uh, I'm sorry, what's your, like, what's your clientele base? Is it first time home buyers or is it like people, you know, like working on a second or third house or just kind of bounce around with various, whoever it might be? Yeah, it varies. Um, so I would say kind of the clients kind of mirror me a little bit. So military veterans are mm. a huge clientele of ours, okay. um, relocation clients or so clients coming from different states. Yeah. Um, a lot of our business are referrals. So like, mm. that's huge for us. Um, people who know other people who have referred us, which is the strongest client, I would say, because yeah. there's the, the personal relationship. So first time home buyers, uh, new construction clients, we are getting a lot of repeat customers because of people we put into houses, yeah. you know, when we first started with them, you know, things change, they might be upgrading, downgrading, just mm -hmm. all depends on what their situation is. But mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of our clientele. Our niche is um, luxury homes, mm -hmm. uh, new construction, 
first time home buyers yeah um and military vets i would say is the the gamut of what we deal with smooth 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 i got a question for you my from my man rick jackson out of baltimore maryland he says would you recommend selling your home now if you were planning on doing it in 2022 that's a good, really good question wow um if if i was a gambling man <laughs> right? but i'll give you my expertise because i can't predict what's going to happen in 2022 yeah. but i would venture to say that this situation that we in is very unique mm. uh, it's not going to be a, a copy of that in 2022 if i was a gambling man i could probably bet that mm. we're not going to be in the same scenario that we're in now mm -hmm. in 2022 if i had to sell my home i would sell it now because you will probably get the most bang for your buck because you have so many people trying to buy your home. But without the follow-up question I would ask to that is when you did you buy the home? Because mm. that matters in, in terms of equity and what you're gonna come out with net to seller after right. fees and all these types of things are, are taking place. You wanna make sure you're not in a negative situation at the end. So if right. you are, then I would say yes, wait, build up some equity, pay down the loan some, and wait but if you're in a position where that's not going to matter now is the time because you mm -hmm. got the the most audience for your home right now um, mm -hmm. with buyers looking to purchase so i would say how would, now how would you i just thought about this question so it wasn't only mm -hmm. the questions i sent you early on but i'm just thinking about no, how the market fine. was when it crashed in 08 so it's like a totally 180 from how it was back then which is crazy which but since we're both in, we're both in the recession but it seems like now on the house housing tip it's like way better so it's a completely different scenario than mm. the recession of 2008 because, and I wasn't in the business in 2008. Yeah. However, um, so history show it has to do with mortgages back then. Mm -hmm. So people were defaulting on bad mortgages that, that people were allowed to get. So people were getting mortgages that they really couldn't afford the home. Yeah. Um, so after that recession happened, they went back and looked at it. They were like, okay, we need to tighten up on regulations with mortgages. Mm. We can't give people these special type of mortgages where it's really low in the beginning and then it balloons after yeah. 10 years or so. So those type of mortgages were kind of cut back a bit okay. um, when, when we came out of recession. So a lot of regulations were put in place to kind of prevent that. Mm -hmm. um, and right now what they're doing by bringing that interest rate down, they're trying to force the housing market to keep going. Gotcha. So they, they, they put a moratorium on, um, if I'm saying that word correctly, right on uh, foreclosures. So like a stoppage on foreclosures right now. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's also helping because remember a lot of people are out of work right now. Right. They can't pay for mortgages. That's, right. you know, foreclosure, depending on what state you're in, like here mm -hmm. in Georgia, they're pretty quick about that. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the federal government kind of put a stop to that. Okay. So that also helps as well, because when foreclosures start happening, that that'll tumble the economy really quickly. Mm. Um, and when people stop buying. So if there's uncertainty about the housing market and everything like that, yeah. but they forced it by putting those interest rates so low. So, you know, we're wow. we're in a good space right now, as long as they kind of keep that that functioning. Gotcha. Gotcha. This is Curtis Lancaster, a realtor out of uh, Atlanta. Curtis, I got one question for you. Also, if you have yeah. a question for him. Go and drop it in the comment section. So if someone's looking to move to Atlanta soon, you know, what are some things they need to kind of keep in mind or what should be on their checklist? Um, so the biggest thing, obviously, is employment. But what I would say is you need to kind of figure out, like a lot of people think, you know, oh, if you've never been here before, people are like, oh, it's like 30 minutes to... To oh, no. anywhere. Traffic crazy out there, no. <laughs> okay, I'll say yeah. you've been here. You yeah, know. my wife okay. from here, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm okay. very familiar with Atlanta, yeah. Yeah, so that's the one thing I always tell clients, especially relocation clients, you you got to know where you're going to be working mm -hmm. um, in relation to where you want to live. And I kind of give people that kind of advice on based on where they're going to be working or where they think they're going to frequent a lot, eat, work, right. play, because that's your quality of life is all dependent upon your commute after mm -hmm. work and all that kind of stuff. So that's the biggest thing. People just give me these these places and they'll say, oh, I got friends that live over here and it's on one side uh, <laughs> you know, of Atlanta yeah. and yeah. they work on the other side. I'm like, you know, that's an hour both ways <laughs> in traffic. In traffic, in Atlanta traffic. More than stupid. that, you know. It's stupid, man. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that the traffic here is insane. You would look mm. at the highway and you're like, how could this be nah. traffic? It's stupid out there. lanes of traffic. So, yeah. yeah. That's the biggest advice I give people. Uh, right now with COVID, it's a little 
dial back, but it, it's still bad. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if I were to relocate to Atlanta, um, my mother-in-law actually lives in Smyrna. So I thought I think that's like Ooh. the perfect distance, going to the airport, going to the city. I think that's like the yeah. perfect – and you're in the burbs too, so you ain't got to worry too much about the city how it's rolling, man. So that's kind of the area I would consider if I would uh, relocate to Atlanta. That area has um, grown so much, and the prices have shot up. They built the um, the new Brave Stadium. You familiar? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Down the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that area has shot up so far right now. Yeah, um, yeah. But good area though. Yeah, I like I like Smyrna, <laughs> man. I got one yeah. question from my man Zaki Gibson out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, this actually be the last question. He says, he says, how does the LLC help with using rentals? Are there any incentives and deals to help people? starting an investment company yes so llc's um just by design is is for protection of your personal assets um so when you have rental property you want to protect your personal assets from uh litigation so if somebody you have a tenant in one of your rental properties and they slip and fall down the stairs if you don't have an llc set up where that property is underneath it Mm -hmm. then basically all your personal assets are um at risk if they decide that they want to sue you so your your personal banking account your own house that you are living in mm-hmm. just everything that you own is is in jeopardy so yes i think it's very important that you set up an llc when it comes to rental property that's how i have it personally like mm-hmm. you have to have separation between uh your personal assets and your rental assets Hopefully that answered. No, that's that, I, yeah, I <laughs> Hey, real talk, man. That's a knowledge session for your boy, man, too. So I'm, I'm learning a lot, man. But yeah, hey, you Curtis, don't want to play with that. Nah, you don't, man. Well, Curtis, man, thank yeah. you so much, man, for taking time out of your busy schedule. It was definitely a dope talk. Yeah. Uh, we'll catch up soon, man. Uh, you be good yeah. out down there in Atlanta. All right. All right. Thank you for having me, man. No problem, man. All right, y'all. That was Curtis Lancaster out of ATL. He's a realtor down there. So shout out to him for dropping some good knowledge. If you're thinking about moving down to ATL. Definitely hit him up if you're trying to get a house. So just kind of give you a background of why I decided to go this route on this particular show. Real estate has low-key have been like has been a uh, passion of mine for quite some time. And um, ever since I moved out to Dallas, I've actually been working with some real estate people in terms of content-wise. So um, so it's kind of been the best of both worlds in regards to kind of building my brand and also learning about the real estate market, which kind of leads me into my next guest, uh, Amber Dorsey, uh, straight out of Dallas, Texas, went to Duncanville High School. Also went to the University of Arkansas. Uh, she's been a realtor for quite some time. Uh, she actually went independent about four, four or five years ago, if I'm not mistaken. And and how we met, we met a mutual friend and come to find out we actually know some of the same people. So I'm going to add her right now. Amber Dorsey, what's cracking? What's going on? Nothing. Oh, I'm close. Okay. <laughs> come on, how now, are you? I'm good. You know you're a mass comm major. You know how you're supposed to. Set the camera up and everything. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. How about you do? How about you? I'm good. I'm I'm using my phone. My iPad didn't want to connect to my AirPods, so I'm using my phone. So that's good. You got to make it happen, man. So mm-hmm. first and foremost, man, before we get into this thing, I'm already gave you an introduction, but tell the people how you even got into this real estate business. God, <laughs> it was all God. So um, I went to school, like he just said, to be a broadcast journalist. And so that was my dream. I was going to be on TV. And um, I don't know if y'all can tell, but I'm country. And so you can't be country on TV. Like you can't have an accent um, that's not American enough. And so <laughs> I went to try to figure out what was next. So I kind of took the public relations route. And I did more of the behind the scenes. I started working for a city. And as I was working for the city, I started off as just public relations, honestly, and started doing city taxes, which is the city's budget. And then as I started doing that, I started working with the HOAs closely. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the other things that people pay taxes for in certain cities, so like PIDS, which is public improvement district, stuff like that, Mm -hmm. um, created a LinkedIn and started working for a master plan residential developer. And so I say God because all of these avenues just kind of led me into the Mm -hmm. real estate route. And it was someone that I met while I was working for the developer and my boss as well that was like, hey, what do we have to do to make you a realtor? Because that's you all day. Mm -hmm. So after that, I just started doing real estate full time. Um, I think I worked there for like two, 
You a quit. You was a, you, you said you, you said you was the marketing manager or something like that, right? Yeah, I was the director of marketing, and mm -hmm. I randomly picked a random date. It was September 11th of whatever year that wow. was. Wow. And um, I said that's gonna be my last day. Mm -hmm. And I sent my two weeks notice in a month and two weeks early. Yeah. And I said, hey, I'm prepping you because this is a big role to fill. So I'm giving you time to find somebody. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, September 11th was my last day there. Well, obviously, as you know, me and you working together, it's been a blessing. You know, I'm bidding you up all the time about these houses on the side. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So just talk to me a little bit about, you know, what the competition level is like out here. I mean, what sets you apart? Because obviously it's a very competitive market. Out here in Dallas is very widespread. A lot of people looking for houses, and this is probably like I think the number one destination for people to move. One of the top. So it's I think so. Ironically, the one thing that I'll start with this: Dallas, Dallas, Fort Worth. Those are both in the top five cities to live mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. um, and then Frisco is the number one city to live in, which is right. all of the markets in this area. Right. Um, but what sets me apart, I think, one is. I'm personable. Um, mm -hmm. I'm really big on being your friend and I'm mm -hmm. your friend first. Um, I think that it's number it like the most important thing is the bond that I can build with you because it's a privilege for me to even go through this with you. Right. You could pick, like you said, a million other realtors, mm -hmm. but I want you to know that the realtor that you pick actually cares about you and you only not me, not anybody else, just you. Mm -hmm. So that's, like the number one thing. The other thing I think is because I'm very detail oriented. Um, mm -hmm. With me being personable, I will send you a text message and tell you something and go right behind it and send you the most <laughs> professional email <laughs> to kind of walk you through the process because I want you to know like while we're cool and we're going through this together yep. and you know, you can cry to me, you can go through everything with me. Yesterday I had a closing and my client wanted to take shots. So, um, and yeah, you know you down for that. You know yeah, you down for that. Yeah, so we, we're gonna, I'm, a, I'm going to do have fun with you because that is the process. It should right. be fun. And so that was us yesterday. But at the same time, I want you to know, hey, this is a contractual agreement. Mm -hmm. um, this is a legal agreement. And so let's keep the business part of it going while I keep the friendship as well. Because you're not going through this alone. Right. Right. Now, talk to me a little bit about, I'm sorry, this is Amber Dorsey, realtor down here in Dallas, Texas. If y'all have any questions for her, go and drop, drop it right down in the comment section. So, Amber, well, we kind of talked about this beforehand. Um, believe it or not, COVID has seen, has really been the reason why, I say the reason why, but houses have really gone up. You know what I mean? I think the average house, I remember you told me out here was 250000 Now it was up to two ninety, based off that article I sent you now. I mean, so my question to you is, why is that? And how have you been able to adjust to the restrictions or the things that COVID has brought towards your business? So it's much like what Curtis said earlier. Um, it's a seller's market. And I think that's all across the board, no matter what city or state you're in, it is mm -hmm. a seller's market. Um, so with it being a seller's market, you have buyers that are um, bidding above asking price. Mm -hmm. And with Dallas, the interesting thing about Dallas is while the world is shut down or shut down, depending on where you're located, right. um, while the world is shut down, you are, Dallas is still building. So we have a lot yeah. of businesses that are coming here. Amazon keeps opening warehouses. Um, Toyota is still expanding. Mm -hmm. So if you talk about where these businesses initially came from, there are people relocating from the original cities that, the companies came from so a lot of people coming from cali which is yeah. really big because yeah. the cost of living in cali is completely different from the cost of living in dallas right and so um what happened is they'll pay cash for these houses wow. or they'll put 20 to 30 percent down and so they if the house doesn't appraise they're willing to go above appraisal value i had a client that was willing to go above appraisal value. Wow. And I wouldn't let him, but I knew that, hey, this house is gonna appraise and the realtor listed it improperly. Yeah. So we'll be fine. But I'm I'm really big on, hey, don't come out of pocket too much because then you don't have equity. And mm -hmm. while we're in a pandemic, we don't know what's gonna happen. Right, right. 
You're right. We don't know what's going to happen, but like you said, with Dallas, and it kind of leads me to my next question, like what Dallas is, what makes the market different than a lot of other people is that if we got land and space and opportunity out here and we have business. So there's always going to be jobs here no matter what, how the economy is doing. Because, you know, obviously, like you said, we have business coming down here nonstop. And Dallas-Fort Worth is two major cities, so two very right. popular cities. And then Frisco is building a world of its own, um, which is, you know, built off of McKinney. And then they mm. have a whole nother world that's built, being built up north. Mm. So you can get stuff for cheap up, th- cheap up there um, compared to the other homes. And right. they'll be brand new or new-ish. Right, right. And for those who don't know where Frisco is, Frisco is north of Dallas. I used to work in Frisco since I worked for the Cowboys. Amber, you know, you're, you're obviously familiar with that. So for those who aren't familiar, mm-hmm. like I said, the Cowboys are up there. And also you have Plano, which is which has Pepsico, uh, numerous other five, 500. Toyota, a lot farm. of them. Exactly. So, you know, that I can see why that area is booming. So for those who are thinking about moving down here, that's definitely a hot spot. So, Amber, I got a couple of questions for you. The first one is from Big Kev. He says, What's the best advice for someone who wants to get into the real estate game? Um, do it. But if you're <laughs> going to do it, do it. Like, yeah. and I don't mean, you can't be shy when it comes to real estate because you're going to meet a million strangers. So mm-hmm. if you're shy with who you are, because everybody, everybody's going to buy a house and they can buy a house from me. They can buy a house from Ben. And most people are going to work with the person that they like because they mm-hmm. can buy a house from anybody. Right. So do it and always be 100% wholeheartedly yourself. You Don't hold back who you are. Um, and people will love you for who you are. Mm-hmm. But learn as much as you can. Learn. Gotcha. I mean, I'm from here, so I'm very familiar with Dallas. And then, like I said, I work for a master plan residential developer. So that made me learn things about Dallas that I didn't really think I would ever know, but I know things about like where buildings are coming or different things like that. And I've been knowing these things for like 10 years, whereas people are just learning now. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. You definitely own it. Amber. I know just us kind of knowing what it's been two, almost two years now since we been knowing each other pretty well, working together. Yeah, been yeah, my you, videographer. The video you posted today. Yeah, yeah, that was like it was a combination, like from the first mm-hmm. ones we did or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a question from my friend Alma out of Washington D.C. where it's really expensive out there. She says it's the standard twenty percent down still uh, recommended in this market, in particular. Uh, yeah, in the D.C. Uh, Maryland, Maryland, Virginia area. So I actually have um, a contact out in Maryland. So. I would recommend you talk to her, but 20% down. So the the loan process is a federal process. So it's all across the board. Um, if you're doing an FHA loan, then it's three and a half percent down. Mm-hmm. And then if you're doing a conventional loan, it can be three or 5% down. So it's not required that you put 20% down. It just depends on how much you have, what your goal is, and all of those things combined. But when I'm saying the down payment, I don't want you to cancel out that there's also closing costs. And closing costs is your tax title and license, just like buying a car, except they don't let you put that in the loan because the title company wants their money up front. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, Curtis talked about this last time. I mean, uh, earlier, he was talking about like how he was saying that people are like overpaying for these houses. You know what I mean? I I had a buddy of mine just in Atlanta, actually, he said he found a couple of houses. They was ready to put it down and then next thing you know, somebody made an offer we can't refuse. So, so what's some advice for people out there that's like kind of in the fight for their home? Should they continue to stay renting or should they still continue just to fight the good fight and just um, still look for a house? I say prayer and patience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> the house that's for you is going to come up. Um, it Like I have a client that I worked with. I've never worked with somebody for three months shopping and we worked together for three months. And we found the perfect house. Inspection came back perfect. They are giving her new floors throughout the home. Nice. So prayer and patience. Um, just know what you want. What you want. And open minded and be very clear and about what you're looking right. for because that's the 
realtor's job is to make sure that they can help you find it. Now, sometimes you may find a house be a little bit Zillow or yeah. we send you a list and you see the list first. Like I but do. <laughs> you can't, yeah, but you can't negotiate that contract like me. Right. <laughs> so it's just different things when you are, I just say prayer and patience. And then look at the new builds in the area. Yeah. Um, I was just talking to a best friend, my best friend, and I was just telling her, I have eight new builds for next year already. They don't want to compete. And so we're so not going to get in and just, yeah, <laughs> just get in, just get out. That's kind of like, just kind of listen to you, Curtis, and come my other buddies. Like, I think that's the route that me and Anya would like to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I got one last question for you. If y'all have any more questions for Amber, go and drop it in the comment section. So Amber, um, if somebody's looking to move to the Dallas Fort Worth area, uh, what are some things they need to know before making that decision? Just know where you want to stay. Kind of like what Curtis said. Um, Dallas is pretty spread out, and we haven't always had a whole. I see onions. <laughs> we haven't always had like um, traffic how we have today, and it's getting worse and worse. Yeah. And we're in COVID, and he said in his, you know, in Atlanta, the traffic isn't as bad as normal. Well, we still have traffic right. because they're taking advantage of the lack of traffic and they're doing construction. So we yep. still have traffic here. Especially on 35. <laughs> coming yes. south. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, just know where you want to stay and be honest with yourself and allow your realtor to be honest with you. Like if you have a 200000 budget and you telling me you want to live in Frisco, Hey, are you okay living on the outskirts of Frisco? Because I can't get you in Frisco. Mm-hmm. So just being open-minded and being open to taking real legitimate advice. Because I'm one of those people, I will, like I have a client now, and I told her, I said, hey, we'll take baby steps, but I want you to have realistic expectations. The right. world does need renters, but you telling me you want to buy, so I want to set you up to buy right. if you can. Right. And two hundred thousand dollars in Frisco ain't gonna get you nothing. Mm-mm. Nothing. Not you're not even in the ballpark in Frisco with that. Maybe where we at in the Soto Oakland Heights, maybe you might get a little something. It ain't gonna be great. But two hundred thousand dollars in Frisco? I don't no. think out there. <laughs> <laughs> Amber, Amber. Now down south it's getting to like I think the minimum I'm seeing is like two twenty five ish. Yeah. And that's for something nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, now, I'm on you trying to flip, go below. <laughs> yeah, if you're trying to flip, you get one of them old houses that's in DeSoto, mm-hmm. get that thing. Like the first, remember the first house we went and looked at uh, with your girl in uh, DeSoto mm-hmm. right off of Hampton Road? And mm-hmm. that was an older house, but it was flipped and it was going for what, like 260, 270, I think? Mm-hmm. It was like 260. Wow, well, that's crazy. Well, Amber, thank you so much, you know, for hopping on with me. You know, you're one of my best buddies, man, in the city. You've been so great to me in terms of keeping my content up and just being a good friend I can lean on when it comes to houses. And you already know I'll be blowing your inbox up no matter the time of night. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? So, but we'll talk soon. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks Amber. Yep. All right. That was my homegirl, Amber Dorsey, straight out of Dallas, Texas. uh, One of the top realtors in, in this region. Uh, She definitely does her thing in regards to real estate and a whole bunch of other things to connect with people as well. So, uh, coming up last, coming up next, I said this will be my last guest for today is Natasha Renew Jones, straight out of LA, uh, LBC area, all that good stuff, man. And um, obviously, as we know, California is extremely expensive for those who watch HGTV, and the cost of living is pretty high. So I felt, you know, um, it would be good to get her perspective. And also, shout out to her sister, Nikki Holland. I actually had her scheduled to come on, but she got sick and she under the weather. So shout out to her. She's well, actually watching right now, so I hope she's going to feel better. So. I'm going to actually add her sister, which they're both in business together, in the real estate business together. I'm going to add her right now. Hello. What's up? What's going on? Doing well, doing well, adjusting to this weather because, you know, we have sunny weather out here in California. And it's been cold lately. What's cold? What's cold to y'all, though? What's cold? 60 degrees. (laughs) Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. 60 degrees? That's that's cold to y'all? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all want to see those snow then. Y'all want to see that. Well, see, the good thing is that you can drive to the snow, like an hour and a half north. Just drive to the snow, you know, if you want that. Man, 60 degrees <laughs> ain't nothing, man. Ain't nothing but a nice little cool breeze. How you doing, though? You doing okay? Doing well, doing well. Thank you, and thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, no problem, no problem. Now, let's hop straight into it. Um, Now, what made you and your sister, shout out to Nikki, 
um, make y'all want to join forces and start your own real estate company? Yeah, shout out, shout out to Nikki, I see you. Uh, so yeah, so we're really close in age. Um, we're about three years apart from each other. Um, we've always been very entrepreneurial. Um, we always want to do something big. And we've dabbled in a few things, you know, in the past. But last year is when we found out that, hey, you know, real estate might be our thing that mm -hmm. we can probably grow, grow something into. So we got our license um, not too far uh, apart from each other. Uh, but decided to go to different brokerages at the time just because each of those brokerages, they fit the needs that we were looking for at that time. Right. So uh, we were individual agents, marketed ourselves as that. Um, however, we did begin to market ourselves as the Renault Group mm -hmm. to a particular neighborhood that we cover, that we absolutely love. Um, and we started getting a really good response from the neighborhood, cultivating relationships. They just loved the fact we were you know, sisters, family, um, did it together, worked hard. They loved the value that we brought, the information when we door knocked. So yeah. um, I was kind of, I knew it was going to flow very nicely into once we, you know, became official. Um, also, we were talking with one of our mentors, shout out to Rod Watson last year. Mm -hmm. um, he's in the luxury and sports and entertainment nice. uh, field. And um, we always we wanted to work with him, but at the time the broker that he was with it just it didn't fit with what we were looking for. Right. So fast forward to COVID, um, <laughs> the stay at home went into effect, and um, Rod actually ended up at Keller Williams, right. and he came on over to Keller Williams, and um, uh, he was he's in the Beverly Hills office, and he became the sports and entertainment director. Um, with his LA VIP agent platform. And it was a no brainer for me. I was in the Long Beach office and I was like, hey, I gotta go to Beverly Hills. <laughs> That's what I, need to be. I, need to, I need to work with him. Um, and then on top of that, my sister, she saw the value that, that you know, all the backing and, and everything that was coming with, you know, being with Keller Williams and the LA VIP agent platform. So she came on over, we joined forces with him mm -hmm. and her and I collectively um, formed the Renault group and here we are today. And, you know, it's been a real blessing. Our whole concept is to lead with education and convenience and resource to all of our clients. That's really what it's all about. And while we're helping, we're all about helping people achieve our real estate goals. Um, but also at the same time, we're working behind the scenes and establishing a lot of relationships with high profile people, companies, developers, and um, really, it's just been, it's been going really great. So we're really excited to be in business together and feel very blessed. Yeah, well, congratulations on all y'all success that y'all had so far. Um, but, you. but as you know, everybody loves the L.A. vibes, you know, good, you know, good food, good weather, good all that kind of stuff. But it's just so daggone expensive to move out there and just to find some place <laughs> to live. So, you know, like what, do you, what does your clientele make? What is, yeah, what makes up your clientele? Is it first time home buyers? Is it? You know, is it mainly sports people? Is it actors, entertainers? Like, so what, what creates your clientele? To be honest, it's a mix. I say our demographic is the clientele that I would consider the coachable client. <laughs> I, I say this because over here, they come in all, all races, all income brackets, um, professions. Um, you know, we identify it very early on and um, set and pretty much set our uh, clientele apart based on that. We need someone who's going to be committed to the process. So, um, and our average price point is in between 900 to a million. That's our average mm. price point. So that person really needs to be committed. Um, we get everyone from young business professionals and creatives that are first time home buyers, you know, naturally, since we're younger, we're getting, you know, those younger people that are looking to purchase their properties, but we also have older clients. And they, they see all the value in the, in the knowledge that we bring. So we have older clients, um, you know, getting ready to retire, maybe want to downsize or get a second home. Um, also investors. I come from before getting my license. I worked with a lot of investors. I was kind of my, my bread and butter. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have investors that are looking to secure more properties and then offload properties. Um, you know, we have, uh, families that are growing and want to get another property, you know, yeah. upstage, um, Investment properties, that's a huge one as far as just the retail client that's looking for a return. And actually, we're seeing a lot of our clients look out of state, mm. too. So we're actually able, we have to kind of <laughs> expand our mind and look at the other markets and position our client to, you know, be able to get the return that they're looking for. Like, we just had a client that just purchased nine properties in Ohio, but we're here in L.A. Mm. So it's just like, wow. for the, yeah, the clients out here, I feel like 
Oh, also we do commercial real estate. We have really large clients in that space too. So it's like out here, I feel like for to be successful out here, you can have your niche as well, but yeah. um, you can have your niche, but I feel like you have to have a widespread of knowledge mm -hmm. because um, and be a true expert and well-versed because like I said, you have people that are coming to you that might want you to do four different things. Um, we have a client right now that we're working with where he's, he wants us to lease out one of his um, larger homes in an up and coming area. Mm -hmm. We're also leasing out commercial space. He has several units that we're leasing out for him. Mm -hmm. Additionally, he wants to sell two of his properties. Yeah. So that right there, you're covering leasing and residential, leasing and commercial, and you're selling residential. So to be able to have that that knowledge, um, I think, is really key out here because in LA, the client wants convenience. Right. Yeah, you yeah. speak speaking convenience. I mean, because like I said, y'all traffic is bad, really bad compared to a lot of other places. So you know, try to find somewhere like downtown or, I guess, Orange County. I guess somewhere like that or LA County, whatever it is. I'm not very familiar. I need to get familiar with that. But no, the counties are fine. You have LA County and Orange County. Okay. Yes, that's true. Okay, cool. But cool. yeah, the, the traffic is absolutely horrible. So, and even with the stay home orders that are slightly being lifted, it's still really bad. So. Okay, I got. I got you. I got, I got, I got a question from my man, uh, Rick Jackson, by the way, this is Natasha renewed Jones, uh, realtor out in LA. Uh, if y'all have any questions for her, go and drop it in the comment section. My man, Rick Jackson out of Baltimore, really says his question is what are your thoughts on the great uh, flight from Cali to Nevada, Arizona, and Texas? On the great flight, like, from... like people like migrating out of Cali to go to those uh, three different places. Sorry, can you repeat? Yeah, so he's, he, he pretty much is asking, what do you think about people that are migrating away from California to Nevada, Arizona, and Texas? It's happening a lot, mm -hmm. actually. I mean, it's kind of inevitable. Um, the people that are moving out, they've acquired a ton of equity on their properties mm -hmm. and maybe have always wanted to. Another thing COVID's doing is bringing families together. So a lot of things that we've been hearing in the market is people have family over in other states and they've been wanting to move. They just didn't, or maybe they, they weren't wanting to move, but they just took this as the best time mm -hmm. to capitalize getting the most money for their property and their priorities have changed and now they want to be closer to family. Yeah. Um, I actually, you know, I think it's, it's interesting. Um, obviously there's, they're, they're, the population out here is, is pretty big. So a lot of people are moving out to more of the suburbs and things of that sort. I think it's okay. You know, I mm -hmm. feel like people are always going to continue to come here for opportunity. So with people moving out, it's kind of just clearing the way for more people to come in right. that want to be here. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah. Got you. So what makes the LA real estate market different than any other city in the country? Oh, what makes it different? Um, our homes appreciate a lot high, a lot faster, I believe, than most markets. Um, investments, um, even though they are a lot, uh, they, they cost a little more. I feel like the appreciation is a little higher, but you also get your cash flow. So to hold on to something just a few years down the road, you're going to see a significant um, up in value. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we also have something, I'm not sure if other markets have this, but we have what's called the opportunity zone. So I don't know if you, do they have that in, Zal yeah, yeah, in Dallas? I never heard of that, no. Okay, so that's really, I love that because um, it actually gives tax advantages mm -hmm. to investors, very generous tax advantages to investors who are looking to provide, build and provide um, affordable housing in certain neighborhoods yeah. so that people that live there can continue living there while the value of that area goes up. So that's something that I think is a huge plus um, and something that we have really good that's going for us um also we hold some of the most expensive homes in the world Fact. not just the u.s the world <laughs> um, and then it's very likely for your neighbor to end up being your favorite actor or sports entertainer or whatever right. so that's kind of cool that's cool that's cool i got another question from my friend uh winnie uh who actually is based out of wilmington delaware uh she says have you seen a surge in home prices in california and if so, what is driving that increase? Right. Yes, definitely. Kind of as Amber had mentioned, kind of across the board. And I'm seeing that because I have a lot of agent relationships mm -hmm. throughout the U.S. And it's kind of the same thing. Um, 
what's causing that is the, uh, so as far as the percentages, so in Southern California, the average home price is about 12%. Mm. It's up about 12% since last year. And for LA County specifically, um, we've seen it um, increase as high as 19% since last year. So okay. it is absolutely bananas. Um, right now we have about a two month supply of homes, mm -hmm. which to put in perspective, for it to be even playing field for sellers and buyers, um, five to seven months mm -hmm. is what would be considered, you know, something that it would be considered a seller's market or a buyer's market would be very neutral. So right now we're very low in inventory mm -hmm. and homes are, are getting from five to 20 offers um, when they list their home, oh, wow. you know, depending on, yeah, it's absolute, anything under, I would say under 800,000, you're seeing upwards to the 20, ooh, 20 000. offers on it. Gave me the credits. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, 800,000. <laughs> but over a million, over a million, you're seeing usually around five, at least five. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're seeing with our listings. So um, yeah, it's absolutely crazy. So that's what's driving the prices up is the low inventory. And, um, you know, people are paying. And, and another trend that's happening is because of COVID, people now have to create their home space, their workspace, yeah. and their play space with their home. So they're going to pay a significant amount of money to be able to, you know, live within something that they really can't leave. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah. You're doing a phenomenal job, man, you and your sister. You know, trying to sell them houses, the million dollar houses out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know she said two six. She said, "You actually, me and her, we looked at the the Texas market. We're like, we should probably just go out there, huh?" <laughs> Come on with it, man. We got plenty of space. <laughs> so right, I, I got, uh, you too, you too. Yeah, yeah, I got a I got a question from my man Kevin out of Phoenix. He says, "Do you know, do you know any businesses in the Bay Area with the big five tech firms like Google and Facebook?" That's actually a really good question. Do I know any businesses in the big tech area? Yeah. So you're saying up north. So they are up north, but they have started to also um, uh, set ground in um, what's called Silicon Beach. So kind of near the Marina, mm -hmm. uh, Marina Del Rey, Culver City, Santa Monica area. Um, they've actually, I've had some, we've had some clients um, who have relocated there and um and we've been able to, you know, help them relocate into a home. But um, a lot of them, and they're able to move to those areas too, because they're being paid mm -hmm. great, you know. But um, yeah, no, but that, that's that's another thing that's also bringing people over here, like I said. And even though um, they're over, and it, it's changed a little bit. It's so funny because when we first went into the stay home order, one of our clients, he was a tech guy. Yeah. And um, his wife. And <laughs> They were working from home. So a lot of people are actually still like Snapchat. He's working Snapchat. They were all working from home. Mm -hmm. um, but they still want to be, I guess it's weird because they still want to live here. Right. They could live wherever they want now, but they still want to live here. So, you know, their whole thing was, okay, you know, even though we're going into a crisis, we don't know what's going to happen. Right. We're happy that we actually have the our dream home that we want, that we can, um, uh, what do you call quarantine in and, and be happy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I got a couple more questions for you. Um, this is from uh, from Curtis. Actually, was on first. He says, "Is it true out there that an athlete or a movie star affects the comps?" Affects the cops? Com comp comps. Oh, comps. Comps. The comps. Uh, so no, no. It mm, it depends. Mm -hmm. You know, if someone if someone wants to live in the place that their favorite movie star lived, then, you know, they'll pay what they need to pay. But I would say, mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people if you live out here. A lot of people is kind of like with you, like I said, your neighbor could be your favorite movie star yeah. or your favorite athlete. It's so common and people walk and see each other. I mean, it, I'm not saying everywhere, but it's very common to see these people day in and day out to where, um, you know, purchasing their home wouldn't really, it wouldn't, it, there wouldn't be an influx in value just because of who's selling the property, if right. that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Yeah. It has to be a very particular situation, which it's, yeah, it's just, it's so normal out here mm -hmm. to where it's literally about the property and what the property can offer you as opposed to who's selling it. Mm -hmm. I like that answer. So this is my last question for you. So 
Um, we got about 10 minutes left, uh, so be quick with this one. So if anybody's thinking about moving to the L.A. area, what's, what's, what's some things that need to keep in mind or consider before moving out there? Right. So I would say definitely talking to an agent that has the experts, um, that is an expert in all of Los Angeles, um, because you, literally it's so big, um, huge. <laughs> <laughs> LA County is huge. Um, I mean, literally me and my sister, as far as our expertise, we cover, it's about 40 miles, 40 miles. Yeah. 40, no, yeah. 40 miles. So, I mean, that's, that's, a, a widespread of land um, you need to based on what that person's looking for you know the expert can guide them on you know what's here do you prefer suburb more more city or you know what 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 developments happening here to where maybe the prices would increase here and things of that sort um, also we're very diverse there's all walks of life here and I would say probably the most important thing is to learn how to stay grounded because you're definitely going to need it out here with people. <laughs> mm, that's a great answer. Well, Natasha, thank you so much for joining me and shout out to your sister for, uh, for letting you sub in for, you know, it was the last minute, but I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule for hopping on with me, dropping some knowledge and about, you know, kind of answering a lot of people's questions when it comes to these California questions when it comes to real estate and the cost of living. And, you know, y'all doing a phenomenal job. So shout out to black women, black girl, magic. Y'all doing a phenomenal job. Thank you. All right. Well, you have a great rest of your day. Uh, thank you so much. Well, it's nighttime out here. You know, y'all still. That's true. That's true. <laughs> y'all got pretty much the whole night left. You know what I mean? I know. I know. I know. Awesome. All right. Well, have a good evening. To Natasha. Thank you. All right. Uh huh. Bye bye. All right, y'all. That was Natasha Renew Jones, uh, straight out of LA. She's a realtor out there. So, shout out to all my guests uh, Curtis Lancaster, uh, Amber Dorsey as well. Um, thank you all for tuning in and checking out the latest episode of the Crunch Time Instagram Live podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Bullock. Thank you all for tuning in. And if you all have any questions for me or comments or concerns on how I can make the podcast better, go and send me a DM or follow me, do whatever you need to do. I'm definitely open to and, and I'm definitely open to any type of consideration of how I can get better. So make sure you all follow the Crunch Time Instagram Live podcast on uh, Spotify, YouTube, and also Apple Podcasts. Um, like I said, uh, and in regards to next week, we want to talk about the NBA draft, which is next Wednesday. So we're going to kind of get back to the sports aspect of this particular podcast. So thank you all again for joining in, tuning in, asking questions. I thought it was a phenomenal episode considering, you know, I kind of did like kind of did a swivel in terms of the directions uh, where I'm going to go. Kev, in regards to shirts and merchandise, I'm still working on that, man. I actually have a domain already, and I just need to go in and get that purchased uh, in regards to making sure I can find a developer. Uh, for the shirts and a uh, buyer and all that good stuff. So I'll talk to y'all soon, man. Y'all be good and uh, be blessed and stay away from COVID or keep the COVID away from you as best y'all can.